All right, bring us in, Phil. Hmm, I don't know. Uh, can you fucking believe it? <laughs> can you, can you fucking believe it? It's can you fucking believe it? I can't fucking believe it. Because it's can you fucking believe it? <laughs> Taped that? in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> of the... yeah! What's that family Let's go. Joke? <laughs> <laughs> Taped in front of a live studio audience of oh, a cat fun. and a dog. Yes, that's it counts. It does. It does. It's still an audience, even They're though... They're vaguely listening. <laughs> sort of. They'll react if I get too loud. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> or if I decide to pull another professional impression. Remember that? Indeed. Wow. Yes. Okay. So anyway, uh, episode 55. It's finally here upon us. Right in your ear holes. <laughs> in your ear holes. Put it in. Jam it in your ear hole. And like it. And <laughs> you will. FM 13.5 or no, 103.7 or whatever. Now we're a morning show for some reason. 101.8. Because that's where I kind of started. It's, you know? it's orange juice and the, and the, what was it? What was it? It was, um, I can't remember. I remember you were orange juice though. I thought that was hilarious. Orange And I was some variation of the situation. Really? And, and if, in case you're listening for the first time, which what the hell is wrong with you? We are talking, we were referring to when I put me and Phil's names into the Jersey Shore nickname generator online. And his was orange juice. And mine was... It's <laughs> really terrible that I'm OJ. Uh, <laughs> well, let's keep I'm it on... I'm OJ James! <laughs> let's, keep it, let's keep it on the down low. And I'm AJ. Oh. I'm AC, motherfucker. You know who I am. Oh. All right. Anyway, wow. We got off the rails you're just AE, for... You're AE, you're before time. <laughs> we didn't even get on the rails before we went off the rails. <laughs> So, okay. Amos, what kind of show do we have for our people have, if they're just joining? We have a movie review show, which will make you laugh, make you cry, make you reconsider your place in the universe. <laughs> and we discuss old, and we discuss new, new. you may never know which it is. <laughs> Some of the movies you may never <laughs> have even heard of. <laughs> and you may never want to hear <laughs> Yeah, well, believe but me. But we've put ourselves through them for you. More than once in most cases. <laughs> um, I think that what we should do, we'll start this off with a bang, with a, no, with a nod to Charlie, who said, you told me, says he listens to the first ten minutes and then turns it off. He's um, got too much to do. Right. So, st we'll start this one off with a bang. The biggest opening movie of all time yeah. being Los Avengerios. Yes. Or, uh, or the, Avengers the Avengers for the non-Hispanic. For all you white people. Although I must say there was there was some, and you know I know a little bit of Spanish. There was some guy in the theater that I was watching it who kept like repeating what was going on in Spanish. Really? Yeah. It was like the closed captioning for his friend who didn't speak Pretty English. Much. It was always like, oh, Captain America, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, whatever, you know. He yeah. fell down in Spanish. I'm, I'm like, what the fuck? Is he blind? And <laughs> he's blind and doesn't speak a language wow that's a bad movie going experience right I there <laughs> i can hear something i don't understand boom oh that must be cool man <laughs> mucho explosion <laughs> yeah. wow 
Wow. Okay. So <laughs> anyway, the that Avengers. Was my Avengers experience. <laughs> there you have it, f- fans of the Avengers. Going, oh no, Loki! <laughs> oh god! <laughs> I think we're verging on racist here. <laughs> verging <laughs> or full on, but okay. So anyway, the Avengers. We've both seen it. We both loved it. Well, I don't know if that's true or not because I haven't talked to you about it yet. But I thought it was awesome, and uh, obviously, it's not. Um, you know, it's it's not Shakespeare, but I think I think for a summer superhero action movie, it's got everything you'd want in there. Okay, lots of action, um, some uh-huh. some some somewhat confusing plot points, um, lots of uh, superheroes, and Scarlett Johansson in skin tight leather. Indeed, meow. So uh, you have to explain to me why you liked it so much. Because I thought it was actually, uh, I, it was, it, it, the action was good. It wasn't the super confusing, uh, born, born identity kind of action, uh-huh. which I liked that it wasn't that. Uh-huh. You know, that was like uh-huh. the camera was three inches away from everybody and cut every eighth of a second. Sure. Uh, I liked that. I thought that it was, there was some actual real laughs in the movie. I uh-huh. thought there was some good humor. And I could tell that Joss Whedon, um, care, you know, cared about the the material and and sort of knew what he was doing when it came to that yeah so that's i mean and, and you know hey it's come on it's the avengers it's like big action and explosions and people shooting at each other with weird weapons that probably aren't very practical anyway <laughs> ain't that the truth you know but i liked it i thought it was a lot of fun there was a couple of points in the movie though where and i can't there was i can't remember specifically but there was this one Real glaring uh, point where it's like it jumped over some sort of uh, something happened that they completely just they didn't show, and then it's almost like they went back and reshot just one little real short scene or even line to try and explain this thing that didn't ever happen on screen. And it had something to do with when Captain America was doing something. I don't remember for sure, but there was a couple of points like that where you go, "Wait a minute, what just happened here?" But other than that, I thought it was great. So. Your impression? I take it much less positive than mine. It was, yes. What? I don't know if it's much less, but here, here's my thing. And... Uh... <laughs> I always love it when you make that noise because it's like, <laughs> oh boy, here we go. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I didn't mind it, but that's not a high recommendation. Like, I... <laughs> It was really fucking long. I'll say it that. was long. I mean, my ass hurt at the end of it. I was like, "Oh god, I've been sitting here for too long." And I have to say, you can tell it was done by a somewhat inexperienced director. Yeah, I felt it really clunky. Really, in the in the editing and filming, and I didn't clunky get that and standard and unremarkable in any fashion. Well, yeah, I mean, I could see how you could. I mean, I could see how you could get that. You know, that impression of it, it wasn't real. You f- know, I'm not looking for Tony Scott and Domino here, <laughs> well, but, right? But I mean, you know, for <clears throat> for and for me, and it's just my weirdness. But you know, I I had the other two movies in the background, and even Iron Man, um, and they were far better. You mean uh, Thor and Captain America? Yes. They were far better pictures than this. I liked I liked Avengers much more than Thor, and I think I probably liked it a little bit better than Captain America. Mm. 
I think that I enjoyed Iron Man and the Avengers about the same. Uh. Um, I mean, I love Iron Man. I think that's a great movie. That's like practically a perfect comic book movie. Um, yeah, the first one? Yeah. The second one's over the top. Yeah, but I mean, it's the second, it's the sequel, you know, it kind of has to be. It's yeah. almost like, it's almost like one of those weird rules where it's like, we're giving you this much money, you have to spend it, you know, otherwise you're going to be penalized or something. Yes. But, so anyway, I, I think the Avengers, I like the Avengers a lot, and I thought that... I found it clunky, slow, and boring, to be quite honest. Wow. That I mean, surprises me, like actually. I, like, I really was, was in pain by the end of it. I was not having fun. Wow, that's I really... was I was not having fun. Yeah, I just didn't... Huh. It didn't click with me. There was... there was, Despite the fact that all of these men, all of these people had been very successful in creating these characters in other movies, uh-huh. uh, there was no gel here. I didn't... I, I didn't yeah. feel anybody fit together. I think um, Chris Hemsworth was... Uh, it, Exceedingly poorly directed, um, com- compared to Kenneth Branagh and Thor. Yeah. I think no. he he found more to do in Thor. Uh, I think Chris Evans found more with Joe Johnston than here. I think you know that's why Chris I think- Evans was. So, it was funny. His character was funny. He was sort of the, the wet blanket of the group. Yes, and he was just sort of like the one going. Now come on, you people. Let's just you know you can't you can't do that and all yes. that stuff. And it was so it was funny having the youngest person in the group be like. Well, technically, he's probably the oldest person, right, right. but you know what I mean. Like the plenty youngest... of those jokes in the movie too. Oh, sure. I thought the I thought some of the humor was really good, though. Actually, yeah. the part with and no, I'm not going to spoil it, but the part with the Hulk and Loki. Yes, that part actually really cracked me up. Where he's like, and see, it landed on me with the thud. Really? Just like that. that, that I, I thought that was funny, actually. No, I really did. For, for some reason, whatever it was, I don't know. My expectations were high because I'd heard so many people love it. Um, but no, it just, it didn't work. Huh. Well, it's interesting because I, I, it kind of surprises me that you didn't like it because I would have thought that you would have liked it because it seemed to me like a movie that was sort of, um, that you could tell that the, you know, Jess Whedon really cared about it, you know, and really knew about it. And it was, Mm -hmm. it was sort of a fan kind of movie. Yeah. Well, it certainly was that, but my, I had to wonder, (laughs) Like when Phil, well, I won't give it away. When a certain when a certain person in the movie goes, um, is no longer with us, um, <laughs> and it supposedly unites him. I'm like, really? Was, was oh. that person really like that important of a character? Like, you know, I, I always found that person rather annoying in the other movies. Yeah, you know what's funny about that is that you when you said it was long, it, I, I just remembered this is. Just after that event happened, yes. what you're speaking of, uh-huh. which anybody who's seen the movie, I'm sure, will know what we're talking about. I I was about to explode, so I had to run to the bathroom. So I missed like the couple minutes just after. Yeah. So I didn't really see like the reaction as much as maybe I should. Oh God! It was it was all like, oh God, we've got to do something. We've got to avenge. Yeah. Oh God. They are Avengers. I don't care. Phil. I know. <laughs> It just didn't. This is what they do, my friend. It, it didn't work. And well, I don't I'm, know. I just, you know, Loki wasn't a particularly interesting ba- bad guy, and his allies weren't particularly forbidding. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I, I was not necessarily surprised that they use Loki as the bad guy. Yeah. Um. I mean, you know, he he's familiar to people at least who have seen Thor at least. Right. Um. But I was thinking that it would it might be one of the more um, well known Marvel villains, which I'm not actually as 
uh, well versed in Marvel comics as I am in like DC comics. Yeah. Um, but I was I was thinking that I was a little surprised that they they made Loki the villain, but it definitely opened up more of a role in the movie for Thor. Yes. Because otherwise Thor would just sort of be just just be there, you know. As opposed to actually having some sort of stake in them, uh-huh. what's going on? Because you know the other guys, it's like okay, they're from New York or they, you know, yeah. whatever. But with Thor, it's sort of like <laughs> if the Loki was not the villain, uh-huh. you'd be like, well, what do you care? You know, yeah. like why are you here? So I thought it was a good choice in that respect, but I was a little surprised it wasn't one of the more famous Marvel villains. Yeah, and I had to, to be honest, I have no idea who the um, the guy at the end was. I don't either. That's funny because like I was just gonna say that <laughs> I, I don't know who that is. It's <laughs> like. Is that supposed to mean something? Because when I was in the theater, I went to see it. I think it must have been the the week that it opened, not the weekend. Right. No, it was a sun. It was the Sunday that it, the first weekend, I think. Uh-huh. And we went to. The, I was in the theater, and when it showed that guy at the end, you know, the the red guy, the whatever, everybody went ooh, and I'm like. Okay, I don't know who that is. <laughs> I'm missing something. Uh, yeah. um, I think, you know what I'll say? My favorite part in the movie? The shawarma scene. The what? The shawarma scene at the end. I didn't see that. I forgot to stay. I even heard about it and said, I got to stay and watch it. And I didn't stay. I forgot. <laughs> it's pretty simple. It's just them sitting in a fucked up restaurant eating shawarma. And like literally, they don't talk. They just sit there and munch. Yeah, I still want to see it, though. I'm not going to necessarily go and see the movie again just for that. Right. But I still want to see it. I'm sure I could probably find it online or something. That there. scene was funny to me. The rest, well, most of the, I, I don't, I don't know. To me, this movie just landed like a ton of bricks. I was like, I just don't get it. Huh. It just didn't have any of the energy and kind of... Um, I don't know, broad humor that uh, the Captain America did or the grace and depth that Thor did. Huh. I, I just, I, it didn't it, it didn't have any of the elements I was looking for from well, any of the other movies. Well, fair enough. I mean, you know, I I thought I, and, and again, I think I like this one. I actually like this better than Thor, personally. Mm. Um, I, I was not nearly as big a fan of Thor as you were. Um, I, I think, love that movie. I think I liked it a little bit better than Captain America, and the reason that I say that is because I think Captain America was a good movie. I really liked it, uh-huh. but I thought the villain was very weak, personally. Oh, I, I thought the Red Mask was better than Loki in this movie. Really? Huh. Well, okay. And I mean, Iron Man, I think, is probably one of my favorite comic book movies, like, ever. Yeah. Um, the first one, especially. The second one, it's okay. Not necessarily great. It was okay. Yeah. But, um... The first one was just great. Uh, so, you know, I, I think the Avengers, I really enjoyed it. and um, I don't know. To me, it seemed like a lot of people taking a paycheck. <laughs> and, um, well, of course they're taking a paycheck, but, but I don't well, think anybody know, was phoning it in. I kind of got that impression a couple times. Okay. Well. <laughs> okay. But I did, I did like the, the couple of cameos. Like, like, I was the only people who, person in the movie like, hey, when Harry Dean Stanton comes yeah, on the screen. I, I know. Like, I was, oh, my God. Where he's like, are you turning to disability? You're like, oh. I, I know. Well, like, what? I know who. <laughs> everybody recognizes Harry Dean Stanton, I think, but they, yeah. they go, oh, hey, it's that guy. He's one of those guys, you know. Um, <laughs> and I was, it's funny because anytime. Ooh, yeah, Powers Booth. Yeah. 
God. <laughs> I knew it. I was like, I watched, I was like, Powers Booth? Really? Weird. <laughs> and then, like, you know, whenever you watch one of these Marvel movies, you always, in the back of your mind, a little bit, at least me, think, thinking, where's Stan Lee going to pop up? And yeah. then he did, and just that one. He always, like, he's always in them. Did so you see like, the girl from Growing Pains in that? In that uh, the blonde chick? Yeah, yeah, the one from the bank. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, where do I know her? So I had to look her up. She's the little girl on Growing Pain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who says Joss Whedon doesn't know his old eighties? Exactly. Um, so yeah. Anyway, I mean, it's you know, and in in in, you know, to sum up, I I obviously you did not like it as much as I did. I thought it was I thought it was really good. I really liked it. And yeah. So you know, but again, it's not Shakespeare, but you know, I had a lot of fun. It was a little long. Um, there was uh, there was one. Big, you know how they have the big well, action sequences. Yeah, the one in the me. middle seemed a little too long. Which one? The, uh, the one I think must have been the one where they were like on trying the ship on the yeah they were trying to fix the rotor. the rotary rotor on the ship or whatever. That was like to me that was like the only time when they actually let Captain America kind of do anything. He was sort of limited, and it, I guess and except for I mean in that last big scene he he was you know he was just fighting some dudes. Well, that's what he um, does, man. But uh, what else was I going to say? I, I, you know, and it happens with a movie with this many characters, but, like, it seemed to me that there was, like, a good 20-minute stretch <laughs> after, you know, so, so-and-so so is dropped out of the ship. Right. And then, like, he's, like, reaching for his thing, and then, like, it cuts away for 10 or 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. he picks it up. And yeah. I'm like, what the fuck was he doing for all that? Right. Just standing there looking at it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. These are the weird things I had in it. That I just kind of leave things in. Well, the one thing that I didn't, um, that I mean, and it's got to be hard to make a movie with this many characters. You're right. Each of which, aside from Jeremy Renner and um, Scarlett Johansson, each of which were their own movies. So you figure, okay, they have a, each have a two-hour movie of their own. Now you got to get five of them into a two-hour movie. Yeah. It's got to be hard. So I, I kind of respect the fact that they were able to do it pretty yeah. well, to, in my opinion, pretty well. The the one thing I will give this movie is that I think what's his name um, was the best Hulk. That we've oh, had so um, far. yeah, Mark Ruffalo. Mm-hmm. He was good, actually. He was good, and the the actual Hulk. Yeah. The CGI Hulk, whatever, yeah. was actually, in my opinion, the best of the three. And I know you'll argue with me about that Ang Lee version, but yeah, I good. think it was the best of the three. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> you know where I'm coming from. Yes, I do. I know you too have been. Well, the Louis, it's not like anybody gives a shit about the Louis Le Perrier, Edward Norton version. You know, I know a lot of people that, that, that like that better than the Ang Lee version. I'm sure they do, but they're... They're wrong, right? They're, they're dum dums. Oh no, Phil! <laughs> the little t- lollipops that taste like bananas. <laughs> Will you tone it down, Phil? This is a family <laughs> show. <laughs> um, no, I'm sorry. There's no getting around that 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 Angley version is a thinking man's. Sure. Uh, sure, thinking man's comic book movie. Correct. Sure. No, that I, was I, what I was trying to get out. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying. Ago. No, I mean, you know, I I, uh, I think that um, Mark Ruffalo was, um, I liked him better than, um, than uh, no, I thought Norton was okay. I thought he was fairly good, but I liked him better than Eric Bana. 
Eric Van always just looked a little confused in that movie. He certainly did, but I never found Edward Norton particularly better. I, to me, that was kind of pointless, that remake. I think they just made and it, it sort of so as... And it was so poorly done. Well, it was... It, yeah, it sort of overstepped itself a little bit, and like ambitiously. Yeah. You know, it was too a little yeah. too ambitious for what it was and or something. In a lot of respects, I thought it looked cheap. It did sometimes, sure. Whereas for the sure. first one didn't look cheap. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with you on that, for sure. Plus, the first one had, um, uh, what's his name? Sam Elliott. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's having beef for dinner. Yes, he is. <laughs> I, in the second one, and the, the, the Edward Norton Hulk, I could not get over how fake um, William Hurt's mustache was. Yes. Oh, my God. I For some reason, it just, like, took me out of it. I'm like, <laughs> just grow a mustache. Why do you have this, like, caterpillar yeah. taped to your face? Yes. It was so weird. Okay, that's these are the things that I think about, I suppose. There you go. Okay, so Avengers, thumbs up from me, Phil sounds like a tentative thumbs up or even thumbs down. I'll say thumbs sideways. Okay. Half because half. I didn't I didn't hate it. Yeah. I just it just didn't achieve the heights I wanted. Okay, fair enough. Um, alright, so moving on. Moving on. Um, just real quickly, um, Let's see. I saw a couple of movies that were sort of not older movies necessarily, but they were just on, I guess these are sort of the cable stage movies. Yeah. Um, Friends with Benefits. Mm-hmm. The other. I wanted to see that. The Justin Timberlake, uh, Mila Kunis uh, version of that other movie. <laughs> no strings attached. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, which was, this, this movie, Friends with Benefits, was actually. I was a, I was a little surprised. It was good. It was um, it was funny, and I think that Justin Timberlake is actually a very charismatic guy. You know, well, see in time. Oh, this is it. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is where it's going to this next one because I knew that that you had that one too. But um, no, it was actually pretty funny. Um, it was you know it was a sort of a re- relatively standard sort of rom com you know yeah. thing, but it was. Uh, it was pretty good. I liked. I enjoyed it. I, it wasn't like I was like blown out of the back of my room watching it. But on the other hand, I was not disappointed necessarily for watching it. Yeah, it was good. You know? To me, I'll tell you what the giveaway is when it, when you when you know a like something that looks standard is actually going to be pretty good, uh-huh. and that's if Patricia Clarkson's in it. <laughs> because like Easy A was pretty good. She was in it, and here's this movie. I was like, Patricia Clarkson's in it. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. <laughs> I never saw Easy A. It's been on cable all over the place, but like, I haven't watched it. It's it's, it's decent. It's yeah. not great, but it's better than it has a right to be. That's kind of like this movie, Friends with Benefits. Right. I mean, and you know, it, it's just always it's it you know the standard like sort of you know oh Justin Timberlake is being brought to the city to write for this magazine and. Um, you know, it's sort of the, the standard. There's some setup that he, you know, he he doesn't know anybody in the city, and he, um, you know, him and Mila Kunis decide they don't want to date, but they just want to fuck, and yeah, you know, it's all right there in the title. And of course, obviously, <laughs> at the end, they fall in love. And, oh. You know, I mean, how could they not? It's sort of spoilers. I'm like, oh, sorry, uh, I just God. couldn't. I just couldn't hold it in. It was so beautiful. <laughs> And Mila Kunis is actually a better actress than I think that most people would think she is. Mm. I think she's pretty good. I mean, obviously, she was good in um, Black Swan. She was great in that Denzel Washington picture. Which one? <laughs> the book, book of Dread, whatever. 
Oh, the book of Jonah or whatever it was, or Joe. I don't fucking know. The one, the post-apocalyptic one. I never yeah. saw that actually. Yeah, yeah, it's a piece of shit. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I was making a joke. I oh, was okay. Trying to be ironical, Jerry, but it didn't. Fucking <laughs> it didn't work. work because I didn't know that was you were talking about. <laughs> but no, I think she's pretty good actually. I think that she's not necessarily Meryl Streep or anything. But if you put, if you put her, if you put her in who something, is her? who is Meryl Streep? But no, if you you know put her in a in a movie where the particular part is something that. Is sort of in her wheelhouse. I think she's pretty good, you know. So anyway, I don't have a lot to say about that one, and I wanted to sort of say that one to lead into what what <laughs> you were talking about in time because I haven't seen that one. And I'm interested to see what you have to say. I'm torn here because I am a big fan of Andrew Nichol. Okay. Um, Gattaca's a, a one on my all time list. See, I don't never got that. Like, I don't understand why you like Gattaca yeah, so yeah, much. Okay. I thought it was just boring. Anyway. Go ahead. <laughs> Gattaca's on my all-time list. Simone's on my all-time list, even though I know it's bad. It's on my all-time list. Um, and uh, I, sw- I know there's something I'm missing. Uh, you know, the ones he wrote, like The Truman Show and what have you. Right. He's a, he's a borderline genius here. But this movie stunk. <laughs> stunk, stunk, stunk. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Like, it's an interesting idea. It's an interesting premise, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, you know... Whatever. And the premise is, okay, for anybody who it's doesn't very know... It's imaginative. If we go back to Six Degrees of Separation... Oh, okay. Um, um, just anyway. The, the, I'm not following you there at all. <laughs> I'm not tracking. Um, but anyway, um, the plot is, for people who don't know, the plot is, in the future, currency is replaced by time. So, like, a cup of coffee costs six minutes of your life. Right. Um, and, and you're paid in time when you go to work. <coughs> blah, right. Blah, blah. Right, so there's no currency. The currency is time. And then along comes, now correct me if I'm wrong, because you've seen it and I haven't. Along comes a guy who claims that he can give anybody basically unlimited time. Or no. like a thousand years or something. No, let me explain. Okay, you know, Phil, you need to stop that. You're being very condescending today. <laughs> As ever. <laughs> um, okay, so. Here it is. Picture it. <laughs> Here's the picture. Hoffman and Beatty. No, I'm just... Um, <laughs> all of a sudden, it's the pickle in here. Um, <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> the pickle. <laughs> and you waited until I was taking a drink. <laughs> Too bastardo. Uh, I know none of you get out there get that joke, but whatever. It's my podcast. So, in time, Justin Timberlake works in the factory or whatever, and... Um, and one day he's uh, he's out and he you know lives with his mom and <laughs> blah 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 they're making ends meet and um, what was I gonna say and then uh, one night he's at the bar and there's a a, a guy with like a, a hundred million hours on his right. clock or whatever I don't know a hundred thousand uh, years and, and the years. counter is like tattooed on the inside of your arm. Well, well, not, not tattooed, tattooed, but yeah, it it's, changes, it's but... genetically in, in, right. in your on your arm, um, and uh, and so he saves the guy from these from these um, guys who I can no longer remember what they're called in the movie, like clockmen or I don't know. Anyway, time cops. Yes, um, but they, <laughs> was it John called that name? Yes, um, and or Lou Diamond Phillips. Um, <laughs> But, uh, so they, 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 like, run around this, like, bad part of town and steal time from people. No, um, see, how do you steal so, time from somebody? It's not like, uh, give me your because, wallet. Yeah, yeah, it kind of is. Because there's a, there's, like, a weird little 
if you're if you're dealing with somebody in order to pay, you do this like weird handshake uh-huh. to exchange the minutes. Okay. So they force you to do that handshake. Oh, weird. Okay. Um, but anyway, so um, this guy uh, Justin Timberlake saves him from these from these guys, and um, and he he's you know whatever, a hundred million years old, super ancient, um, and uh, he's like I just can't go on anymore. Blah blah blah. I've seen too much, uh, you know, blah, 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 blah. And he gives away all of his time and goes and jumps off a bridge. Um, <laughs> Sorry, and, I, don't, I don't know why I laughed at suicide. <laughs> I know, it's so funny. <laughs> it's cracking me up. <laughs> That's a topic no one can resist <laughs> laughing at. Right. Um, but, and then, you know, Justin Timberlake starts splashing it out. He moves up to the high end of town. Ooh, getting um, fancy. Exactly. And uh, he meets what's her name, the chick. Yeah, and I always <laughs> I don't even I, remember. I, I don't I even know who. Confused. It's it's not Dakota Fanning. It's L Fanning. <laughs> it's, <laughs> Is she uh, like it's nine? the girl from Chloe. What the fuck? Or uh, Jennifer's body. Oh, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, her that yes. girl. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Jennifer's body. Now there's a classic. <laughs> uh, it'll come to me, people, and I'll yell it out. If you've listened to <laughs> There's before, people it, getting on Twitter already being uh, like, you idiots, it's, what's her name? <laughs> uh, it's something Scandinavian. Oh, it, yeah. Torture me. Okay, um, well, we know who you're talking about. I yeah, do, at least. Um, so, anyway, meets her at this, uh, you know, giant part, or no, at a casino where he's gambling with time. <laughs> That's so weird. Um, like, here's the thing I don't, and I have to ask you this. One thing. One thing. Um, what are you doing? I'm here? trying to get the computer up so that it gets a little circulation, so the fan will turn off. Um, because it's annoying that the fan is on. But anyway, oop, there we go. Um, <laughs> sorry, people, a little technical snafu there. Um, how is it, or why is it that people have been engineered to have this certain amount of time and exchange it that way? I can't tell you they, that because that would be a spoiler. Oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> okay, I'm just I was just wondering but it, you know, hey, maybe I'll maybe I'll I'll tell you off mic. Okay, cool. Cuz I'm not going to ruin it for all you Justin Timberlake fans out there. I like Justin Timberlake. I like I just said, I think he's good, but apparently in this movie, is he good in the movie or is it just the movie all over is just sort yeah, of it just kind of stink. Yeah. It's just not that interesting and it's you know, its message is like on a billboard like hello <laughs> message <laughs> This is my message! (laughs) That's a little annoying when movies do that, where it's like, stick it in your face. It's like, this is what we're saying. It's like, okay, thank you, I'm not retarded. Yes. But, you know, I mean... Jesus. Sorry, Jesus. I'm still just screwing with our studio (laughs) equipment. (laughs) Yes. Our wondrous studio equipment. Um, But, uh, well, now what was I going to say? You know, I I, I can say this... uh, all the technical aspects are brilliant. The cinematography, the costumes, the set design, all that stuff, mm-hmm. top notch. Movie just doesn't make a hell of a lot of sense. Gotcha. Well, and you know it's too bad because, like I said, I thought it was an interesting premise, it, but it is an interesting premise, but just not executed very well. It sounds like. Mm. Okay. Well, I think for the most part, either, I think for the most part, it's just an interesting premise that had nowhere to go. Sure. That's yeah. See, that's the thing is too is it's like it can be an interesting premise, but if you don't do anything with it because there's nothing to do with it, right. what are you gonna do? Uh-huh. Nothing, you know. So okay, well, I, I might check it out just out of curiosity because yeah. 
you know, I think Nickel is an interesting guy. Most of his movies I'm not so huge on. Like, The Truman Show was alright. It was okay. Um, the, Heresy. Oh, I know. And fucking the um, Simone was, to me, just dumb. Fuck you! And, oh, God, I'm gonna cry! <laughs> oh, you're and, stabbing me in the heart! Oh, I just don't know what's wrong with me! Um, <laughs> from UHF. Yes, yeah, sorry. Um, anyway, uh, and I thought that um, Gattaca was boring. Except for it's cool that they go to space in suits and fedoras. <laughs> not space suits. It's the future. <laughs> yeah, you know, hey, it's like getting on the subway. Um, so anyway, uh, I guess that's about it for in time, I suppose. Yes. Indeed. And it is time for the smoke break. Okay. And we're back. We're back. Dingo and the baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm Dingo. <laughs> but I'm older than you, Phil. I should be Dingo. Yes, but our person. Oh, okay, is. fine. Are you calling me immature, Phil? Never. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> You've got me, sir. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. At least we crack ourselves. Yeah, even even if you guys just get to hear us laughing, at least well, somebody's what laughing. What the fuck are these guys, these guys talking, talking about? Are these guys, have these guys suffered Jesus head injuries? Unsubscribe, unsubscribe. <laughs> no, unsubscribe. Don't, un don't unsubscribe, people. <laughs> Anyways, so, um. I love, I know you won't because you love my voice. The dulcet tones yes. of Phil. <laughs> Just, what does dulcet mean, anyway? I don't, I don't even know what that means. I don't. Anyway. Smooth. <laughs> I don't know why. Smooth what gets this. I don't know why. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, okay. Okay. Stay on target. No. Okay. Um, now I have a. I'm gonna do a twofer here. Twofer. Um, with two movies that were, um, sort of similar in at least marketing and sort of genre of you know the, uh, the sort of guy humor. Um, you know, rom com. Not not necessarily rom coms necessarily, but like along the same lines as a lot of the, uh, you know, the movies, that, the sort of standard comedy movies that are out there, you know. Sure. Um, which would be The Dilemma and The Change Up. Yes. Okay. So The Dilemma, we'll do that one first because it's first on my list here. Mm -hmm. um, with Vince Vaughn and um, uh, Kevin James as two best friends who are trying to, they're like car designers or engine designers and they're trying to sell... Dodge, this new engine they came up with. It's supposed to be like this hybrid engine. It's supposed to be the best, the, the next big thing, whatever. Sure. And Vince Vaughn sees Kevin James' wife, played by Winona Ryder, yes. cheating on him. Uh huh. And he doesn't know how he can tell him. He doesn't know if he should tell him, but he then goes on this semi psychotic, like, stalking campaign to verify that she really is cheating on him. Which huh? is stupid because he saw her do it. Right. And so he kind of like stalks her and he buys this like real super high end camera to like take pictures of her through her windows and stuff. He turns into this real weirdo. Mm -hmm. And his wife, Vince Vaughn's wife, who I don't remember who plays her, but it's somebody fairly famous. 
Uh-huh. Um, gets real suspicious and thinks that maybe he's cheating on her just because he's acting so weird. Right. And Kevin James is blissfully unaware of anything that's going on. And he's, you know, kind of the dumb guy. And he's not really dumb, but he's just sort of like oblivious and whatever. Sure. And normal Kevin James. Yeah, character. right, right. And to sum it all up in one word, <laughs> it's terrible. It's like, it's very in tone, similar to another Vince Vaughn movie that was the market, breakup. the breakup, right? Yeah. Which was marketed as this comedy, sort of a la War of the Roses type of thing, right? But was just painful to watch. It's all it was. It wasn't funny. It was just watching two people break up badly, yeah. and it's like. I don't want to see that. <laughs> I've done that. I don't want to see it on. If it's funny, fine. Okay. If it's if it's over the top, like I said, like War of the Roses or something, mm-hmm. that's funny. That's fine. But it's just a breakup where nobody feels good at the end. Everybody's unhappy. It's like, what's the point? And that's just how this movie is. It's not funny. There's a couple of <laughs> somewhat funny parts in it. Yeah. Um. Queen Latifah's fairly funny mm-hmm. in certain scenes. She plays like a rep for Dodge that they're trying to like sell this engine to. Fair enough. Um, but it's just not funny at all. Every, it's just bad feelings and people not being happy with each other and doing bad things. Yeah. And it's like, it's... So my advice, and I'm not going to go very long on this because it was just so bad. Don't see it, honestly. It's just bad. If there's nothing, there's really no reason to watch this movie. Now, I, I must admit, I never did see it, but the one thing I did hear about it, and I want you, you, can, you can confirm or deny, is that supposedly Winona Ryder gave, like, a career remaking performance in this movie. Uh, I wouldn't go that far, necessarily. She was actually, she was good in the movie, uh-huh. for sure. She was definitely, her acting was very good. And in mm. fact, there was a part in the movie that was kind of weird, her character started acting in the movie. So yeah. she's an actress playing a character who is acting. Right. And it was actually very believable and good. <laughs> but I don't know if I would say career regenerating or anything like that. But it was she was good. She definitely mm-hmm. was. And um, the, the performances were across the board fairly good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a Ron Howard movie, yeah. which is weird That to doesn't me. say much for me. Well, not doesn't for me either, really. But he tends to get at least fairly solid performances out of people. Sure. Um, but it was a weird thing because I was watching. It and I was going, "Really, this is Ron Howard?" Like, I mean, it could have been anybody, you know. Yeah. But Ron Howard is sort of like the generic yes. Hollywood director guy. That is correct. That's why I don't like him. Yeah. Um, but it was just it was not good. I came away from it going, "I really wish that I had not wa- wasted two hours <laughs> of my life watching." Not as much as like Mall Cop. Yeah. But, um, oh, but, um, not to that extent, but I kind of went, God, what was the point of that? (laughs) Really? It was, yeah. yeah. So in my opinion, it's just high concept, you know, it is, but there's been other high concept movies that are much better for sure. And I'm, I was really curious as to why Ron Howard was directing that movie because Because he hasn't made a movie in like five years. Yeah. It's just, it was just a very non Ron Howard movie, but Maybe that's why I didn't. Maybe it's why it didn't come across very well. He just didn't know what to do with it or something. This is true, sir. Okay. So anyway, um, <clears throat> what's the your ne- second one? The, ne- the second one is the change up okay. with Ryan Reynolds, aka Green Lantern, yeah. and um, Jason Bateman, aka the guy wearing the shirt that says "Who farted?" in 
What was that movie? What? I don't remember. He's at a golf. Great I, joke. I just, remember, I just remember him on a golf course wearing a shirt that said, "I who farted." <laughs> anyway, okay, so, I, I remember Jason Bateman from a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. I was going somewhere and then completely lost it um, because I forgot what movie is. You're like Toons is the driving cat, sir. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The cat That's who, an old reference. <laughs> Look a, it up on Amos, the joking podcaster, exactly. the podcaster who can't remember his jokes. Yes. Anyway, so the change up. Um, basically, if you don't know what it's about, it's body swapping. Uh, the, it's the, Freaky the, Friday with two dudes, right? The single playboy type who just sits around and smokes pot all the time, and who's in, technically an actor. That's what he how he makes his money, but he's just in all these little stupid like. He's in, like, tampon commercials and stuff. <laughs> Great. Yeah. And um, who is played originally by Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. And then the Mr. Family Man, real sort of uptight, sort of, you know, uh, bored kind of house husband type of guy. He's not really a house husband because he he's like a lawyer, right. I think, um, played by Jason Bateman originally. And they go out one night drinking and they decide that they each of they each like the other guy's life better. And, and they uh, sort of accidentally make a wish that they can swap bo- swap bodies so they mm-hmm. could have each other's lives. Sure. And it comes true. <gasps> and, um, Magic of Hollywood, my friend. I know. And it's kind of, it's, it's, when I was watching it, it's kind of weird to, it's almost like you have to try and imagine the other actor in playing the part. Yeah. Like you have to imagine Jason Bateman as being playing the part that Ryan Reynolds is playing because he's supposed to be him. Right. It's kind of, it's a little well, right. confusing. I, I mean, it's like Face Off where John Travolta yeah. is doing his best Nick Cage and Nick right. Cage is doing his best John Travolta. Right. But in, see, in that case though, those two actors have such different styles and such, such kind of almost unique styles that right. you can see that. Uh-huh. But in this, I mean, they're, the, I mean, there's <laughs> not a whole hell of a lot of difference, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I will say that I, I enjoyed it much more than mm-hmm. I thought I would. Yeah, I, it was actually much funnier than I thought it would be. Yeah. And before, like, like I told you before we started recording, um, the first two thirds of the movie were actually very funny, mm-hmm. and um, I very much enjoyed them. The last third of the movie, the third act of the movie, seemed like they didn't. They knew how they wanted to end the movie, but it wasn't enough. Like it wouldn't be long enough, right. kind of. Mm-hmm. So they had to pad the final third of the movie quite a bit. Sure. So the third part, the third act really dragged. Yeah. Badly. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it. the first two thirds of it and then the very end were, mm-hmm. were all good. There was about, maybe I would say, 25 minutes or so in there where I was just like, okay, get to the point, I swear. <laughs> but it was actually a lot funnier than I thought. And it was actually, um, I didn't realize this, but it was a it was an R movie. I mean, it wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't, PG thirteen or whatever, and yeah. it, and um, you know, there was actually some very funny stuff in there. It was not nothing like nothing super memorable, but it was. I didn't yeah. didn't regret watching it like I did the dilemma, <laughs> really. So it was. I liked it. I would actually recommend watching it. You know, right. not necessarily go run out right now and you know have to watch it right this minute, but it was it was better than I thought it would be for sure. All right. Yeah. I'll use this space to respond to last uh, time, not last week, <laughs> um, review, uh, your last review of Horrible Bosses. Okay, cool. I, I saw that you had watched that and I was wondering what's that. 
No. No? No. <laughs> That's your review? No. <laughs> <laughs> don't go see it, people. No, I mean, I don't care. Uh, if you go see it, go see it. But I didn't find it funny in the least. I don't, I don't know why. It's just, uh, I thought that was kind of a turkey. Um, I, I, you know, and it, partly, and I must admit, partly it's because Charlie Day really, really, really annoyed me. Like, the entire... He's kind of a weirdo. Yes. The guy from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, uh-huh. yeah. Really annoyed me. Like, I just wanted to shoot him. <laughs> from the end of the he's a very, he's a guy, I think, and I've seen him on that show yeah, and in this movie. I like that show. Okay. He's a guy, I think, whose comedic style, Yeah, you either really like it, you think it's real funny, or you think, oh my God, I want to punch this guy in the face. Well, it's very specific, and I don't, I, I don't think... Uh, his style were, is going to work in, in a, a comedy as generic as this one. Yeah, you're probably right. You know what I mean? Like, it's sunny in Philadelphia is so wild and everybody's over the top that, that yeah, it fits in. Sure. But um, but no, here everybody, you know, it's it's kind of like three guys, do it, each of them doing their own shtick and not necessarily meshing together. And then the the other three, each doing essentially the same role and not finding anything funny. The bosses, you mean? Yes. See, no, I thought that Kevin Spacey was very funny as one of the bosses, and I thought... I did. I, to me, I, to me, I'd seen it before. Yeah. Well, I mean, fair enough, but I mean... From him, is what I mean. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, Colin Farrell in that movie, and I, I don't remember specifically exactly what I said last time when I reviewed it, but mm-hmm. um, Colin Farrell was okay as the boss. He, he was... He was a little better than I thought he would be because I'm not a real big Colin Farrell fan to start with. Sure. And I thought Jennifer Aniston was actually pretty good in that. Um, yeah. She, she, to I me, like Jennifer Aniston. It just didn't work. Yeah. She's, she's not that girl. I don't know. Well, it um, was, she was definitely going against type yeah. for sure in that. But um, no, I just didn't think it worked necessarily. And for me, Colin Farrell, if you want to see a good Colin Farrell movie, people, go watch Fright Night. Okay? Okay. Forget about it. Um, Duh, uh. And I'll use that. That's my. That's the entirety of my review. I just didn't fucking like it. Okay. Um, and uh, I'll move on to my other romantic comedy called, or I guess Horror Boss is a romantic comedy, but to fit back into your <laughs> little section, right? Um, I watched a movie called Something Borrowed. Now I've I I know the name of it, but you're gonna have to refresh me on the, the what it actually is because I I remember hearing the name and I knew it came out and everything, but I remember nothing about it. Yeah. So it is Kate Hudson, Jennifer Goodwin, um, and the uh, what's his name Krasinski, John Krasinski. John, I think John. Yeah, yeah. from the Office. Um, they're like the stars of the picture, and there's a couple other people that you might know. But um, but essentially, it's the story. Okay, so Kate Hudson and Jennifer Goodwin are um, like lifelong buddies, <laughs> and Jennifer Goodwin is always let Kate Hudson take the spotlight and kind yeah. of direct everything in her life. Right. Uh, including taking the man of her dreams kind of thing. Ooh. So, you know, because Jennifer Goodwin thought she wasn't good enough for the guy. She, oh, man. She, you know, like... Self-esteem issues. Yes. Uh, <laughs> she she kind of lets Kate Hudson, uh, you know, start dating him instead of her. And right. Blah, blah, blah. And, um... And, uh... So, you know, years later, whatever, they're, uh, they're now engaged to be married, and, and she's realizing she missed something. Uh, and so it's it's kind of a comedy and kind of very serious at times. Huh. Um, and 
more and more, I find I really like John Krasinski. I think he's pretty good. Right. Uh, and he's certainly very good here. Kate Hudson, I find more and more annoying. Uh, I have never liked Kate Hudson. <laughs> I, well, I don't know. There, there's a couple movies in there that are really good. Well, like, like uh, Almost Famous, but... Uh, Skeleton Key. That was okay. Oh, come on. It's a lot better than okay. Okay, well, fair enough. Yeah. Um, But anyway, so, yeah, I mean... And I know it's going to be hypocritical, but, but uh, you know, it's it's... If you remember, I talked about, uh, what was it, Man of Honor, the um, McDreamy. Oh, Maid of Honor. M-A-D-E, Maid of Honor. Right. Well, yeah. Um, but And, and finding that movie so insulting, but this is essentially the same plot, and I didn't find it insulting. <laughs> um, well, you know, it's funny, though, because you can make a movie with the same plot as another movie, essentially, right. but it, it'd be a totally different movie. Uh-huh. It's weird, you know? It's like... Yeah, and, and, and to me, I found it... And and I'll say this, um, what's his name? The director's name is Luke Greenfield, I think. And uh, the only other movie I can recall offhand was another one that I really liked um, that I know no one else who really liked, and that's The Girl Next Door. Um, I thought The one was... with um, Alicia Cuthbert? Yes. and uh, I like that movie. Yeah, and I love that movie. The younger guy, the dark-haired guy, what's his name? Where they um, make the uh, sex education Yeah, video. no, I like that movie. I love that movie. Um, and so this, they're both kind of non-traditional, like kind of romantic comedies, and, and they both, for me, really work. Cool. Well, yeah, I mean, like I said, I didn't know that it was the same guy that did Girl Next Door, which mm-hmm. I really did like a lot. In yeah. fact, I watched not too, it was on cable not too long ago, and I watched it, and I was <laughs> like, this movie is still, I like this movie, you know? Yep. Um, and um, uh, I just, this movie, Something Borrowed, I just, I, it was, it sort of skated right across the top of my sort of awareness and it's gone. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you know, this is Amos we're talking <laughs> yeah. about. It. You know, the normal, like, girl movie doesn't really register. <laughs> Not really, no. Um, you know, <laughs> a lot to see shit blowing up real good. Yeah, exactly. Them and some boobies. <laughs> <laughs> I turned into so, Sling Blade there for a minute. <laughs> but before we go, I have two other brand new movies to, to get you with. Uh, one of them is not so brand new anymore because it's been so long since we've done a podcast. But, um, and then one more. So I have three okay. more to talk about. Okay, well, let me get one in there in the middle. <sighs> Just in the middle. Go for it. No, go ahead. We'll, do a, we'll do an Amos movie sandwich. <laughs> oh. Or something. The first one I'll go with is... <laughs> I like your reaction. Oh. <laughs> I like that reaction. Um, Cabin in the Woods. Right. Which, to just give my background on this, which I have not seen it. Right. Just because I'm on this podcast too, goddammit. Uh-huh. Um, every time I've heard anybody talk about this movie on like mm-hmm. other podcasts or online or whatever, they always are saying, you can't spoil it. For anybody that hasn't seen it, you cannot spoil it. It's imperative that you do not spoil it because it's great. The twist or ending or whatever, uh, whatever. Don't spoil it, God damn it! And you said to me that if, and then just correct me if I'm wrong here, basically your assertion was is that if you can't figure it out in the first 10 or 20 minutes, then it's, you know, it, you're, pretty, you're not watching the movie anyway. Right. Okay, so me, go ahead. Because and not that not that you're gonna know exactly what's gonna happen at the end because that is kind of like oh okay, but the relationship between the two plot lines is pretty obvious. Sure, and we just don't know why. That's the thing. That's you have to okay. To the sure. end for okay. So basically, uh, give us the the basic premise. I mean, I don't know if you want to say don't spoil it very much or or whatever, but I'm just not, keep yeah, yeah, give yeah, us the premise. I don't want to give it away here. because it is. I'll say it's. 
And, you know, I've, I've heard so much on the internet of very conflicted reviews, and I, I'm kind of the same way. Like, there's pieces of it that really work for me, and there's pieces of it that kind of just fall and lay the, there. Right. I've heard, and this is, and I'm just curious, because I have heard that the ending is mm. one that you either really like or really hate. Or not hate necessarily, but either go, that was really good or that was really stupid. The very ending was um, disappointing. See, that's what I've heard, too, is that kind and, of the ending is like... Mm. Yeah, yeah. And um, and uh, it's because I wa- I would have wanted different things. I wanted a, uh, a certain character to make better choices, let's just say. <laughs> and once you see the movie, maybe you'll know what I mean. Maybe you won't. Maybe. Sure. But, um, but, but did- so essentially, it's the story... So you've got two plot lines, and, and for a while... You know, you don't know, and I'm in quotes. Um, <laughs> I'm making the quoting yeah. fingers. You don't know what the relationship is between the, the two plot lines you're seeing unfolding in front of you for eh, maybe the first act. And then it becomes much clearer. You, It's not until the very end that you realize. Okay. So basically the premise, of, as, I, as I sort of understand it, is that these people go to this cabin in the woods. And they somehow get trapped there by this, like, some kind of, like, force field or something yes. that they can't get out of? Uh-huh. Okay. It's sort of like that book that, if you've ever read it, Under the Dome, where the force field somehow comes over the whole town, but it's, in the movie, it's no. more like just the cabin. Not like that. No. Um, <clears throat> to me, uh, this was a movie, a mixture of, now I have to remember my three movies. Okay. So this is a mixture of three movies. Okay. Give it to us. Let me have it. And and it, these three movies may give away something. So if you don't want to know, fast forward. <laughs> right. Um, it's a mixture of The Evil Dead. Okay. Cube. Okay. And Stay Tuned. Ooh. No kidding. Yes. Now I have to see this movie. <laughs> I've heard this movie compared to Cube quite a bit, actually. It's very similar. Yeah. And which I actually kind of enjoyed Cube. And they make, they make it... Very clear how similar it is. A little too clear in in one scene of the movie. Okay. Like, oh, you guys were watching that, right? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Okay, but um, Cube was. I actually liked to just to digress a little bit. I really liked Cube, yeah. except for, and I understand why they did what they did when it came to like being real ambiguous as to why they're in their right. cube and all this stuff. That was the only thing I didn't like about it is that I wanted a little bit more clarity at the end of this movie. Yeah. Which, they, I understand why they didn't do that, because it's, like, more artistic or something, whatever. But <laughs> I just wanted a little bit more clarity on the whole thing. Yeah. I get No, I totally get it. And I've seen, like, all three or four or ten of the Cube movies that have been out there. I think there's three. Yeah. Cube, I've only Cube seen, 2 and Hypercube or whatever. I think I've only seen the first one. I should maybe go and watch the other two, because I like the first They're one. They're all the same. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, so, yeah. So, those three movies... Give you a line on setting, um, concept, kind of setting, concept, and cause. Well, interesting. (laughs) See, now I really want to see it because I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I think I kind of know where you're going with it, but I'm like, huh, interesting. (laughs) But um, so, uh, you know, and I'll say it's it's a very um, self-aware picture. It's 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 a throwback to that kind of self-aware horror movie of Scream and blah, blah, blah. Right. Where everybody knows, you know, you're you're kind yeah. of waiting for it. Like, uh-huh, nothing's going to happen. Hey, look behind you. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, 
But, uh, you know, it, it flips the, the normal stuff uh, fairly well a couple times. So, meh, you know. Cool. Um, and I will say this. the Before you get to, like, the actual, like, five minutes of the ending, mm-hmm. um, the, the last act is, like, it made me giggle more than a couple times. Really? Because it's so over the top. Hey, You're like, know. I mean... Fountains of blood everywhere. <laughs> go big or go home. That's exactly. what I say. I mean, like they, they, I was like, okay, this is cool. And then they ended. I was like, okay, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, you know, it, 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 you take your swing, and you sometimes yeah. you hit, and sometimes you don't. Well, and and you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat this. I heard it someplace else, but but I think it's valid. Um, is that they needed to spend more time explaining how that the characters were different than how they began acting when they were in actually on set mm-hmm. in the cabin. Okay. Because, because there's too little of who it is, uh, who they actually are and how they're different uh, at the beginning of the movie. So that when they're there, you, you don't notice that they're behaving differently. Oh, gotcha. Okay. All right. I see what you mean. Because they're being controlled. Control. Ew. Pull the string. Pull the sink! Pull the sink! Gosh, fella. That was great. <laughs> anyway. Oh, Ed Wood references so, never count in the woods. Now, I'm going to move on to another one. Okay. Um, that's not so new, um, but that uh, <laughs> works in a similar element that if you see both Cabin in the Woods and Paul, you'll know what that element is in the final act. Gotcha. Um, of which I've seen neither, yeah. just to be clear. So, my this movie is Paul. Yes. The the new movie from the gents who did Shaun of the Dead. And, and uh, uh, Hot, Hot Fuzz. Fuzz. Yes. Very funny couple of guys, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, I yes. believe. And um, it is very funny. And um, well, who's the, the last one? It's Seth Rogen. Is Seth the Rogen alien. is the alien, right? Yes. Yeah. So these guys are in America to visit, to go to Comic-Con. Okay. And um, <clears throat> they're like alien obsessed. So they're, they, excuse me, rent an RV to visit um, all these supposed alien sites. Roswell and the like. Culminating at Roswell, yeah. So they go to Area 51 and someplace called the Black Mailbox, I don't know. Stuff Black like, mailbox. Somebody, like, I don't know. Block drop. <laughs> the box. Scarlet Pimpernel. Yes, but um, but you know stuff. I, you know, I'm not a black helicopters guy, so I don't know. <laughs> right. But um, <laughs> you're not in the adjustment bureau. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which so, I saw, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned that. Anyway, go ahead. Um, but no. So um, you know, I'm not a big fan of Seth Rogen, but he is funny as Paul. Okay. And um. <laughs> There's a very funny cameo uh, by Steven Spielberg. Really? Where, where Paul gives him the ideas for E.T. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So this is set back like in the 80s? Uh, Paul has been here since like uh, the 1950s. Oh, okay. Gotcha. All right. Um, and he, he's just been, you know, held captive in Area 51. <laughs> okay. And uh, so... Uh, you know, they, they, they meet up with Paul on the road outside of Area 51. He's escaped. And um, and they go on the lam, and they meet a girl played by Kristen Wiig, and yada, yada, yada. Chaos ensues. <laughs> Funny <laughs> shit ensues. Holiness ensues. Exactly. Alien-infused stuff. 
Um, but no, I highly recommended by me. Very funny picture. That's cool because like I had the impression I got overall of that movie just just from reviews and people that I you know hearing people who had had watched it and everything was relatively disappointed by the movie. And um, so maybe because I really do like um, the two guys, the two leads. Yeah. And um, I thought. Oh, that's too bad that they made this movie that wasn't any good, you know, because that's all I heard about it. Maybe I'll give it a give it a watch now because those two guys I love Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. That movie was so funny. I love that movie. And Hot Fuzz was definitely funny movie. Uh-huh. It was another one of those movies that the third act was sort of a little bit of a drag. I never thought that. To me, Hot Fuzz is, is near perfection. You think I, so? I love that movie. I thought the first two acts were awesome, but then the third was sort of, oh, come on. Get I to love it. it when, is it, that guy's Timothy Dalton, right? When he ends up yeah. like impaled on the yeah. like, miniature building. And that's, that shit's funny. Well, anyway. and then there was another movie. They did one other movie together, didn't they? That uh, It was with Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead, and there was another one. I could swear there was one more. I don't think there is. Not together. Simon Pegg's done a bunch of movies, but but not with the, the other Nick guy. Frost. Well, I did run Fat Boy Run. Reviewed on this podcast. You find it, people. Be detective. You'll feel like Sherlock but, Holmes. Yes, indeed. I don't think Nick Frost is in that. Or if no, he is, I know. it's like a cameo. No, he's not. I don't think he is. But I was just saying that Simon Pegg. Right, yeah. Simon Pegg's been out there making pictures. Um, he's been out there making it work. Exactly. He's an industrious young <laughs> man. <laughs> Anyway, he's a go-getter. <laughs> that boy's got moxie. Oh, moxie. <laughs> I pulled out the moxie, Phil. Um, but yeah, oh, and I'll give you the link. The link between the movies is Late Picture Cameos by Sigourney Weaver. Really? Yes. <laughs> okay, wow. <laughs> Interesting. In virtually the same role. Too. Weird, okay. <laughs> All right, good to know. Okay, well, it sounds to me like I should probably watch Paul. And I think it's actually on demand now, so I probably don't have to go too far out of my way to watch it. Exactly. There you go. The wonders of the cable system. Right, right, right. Hey, we so, are going to the future with cable. Anyway, okay. I don't know where that came from. Um, so your your sandwich meat. What is <laughs> oh, <this>? God. <laughs> <laughs> this is a family program, Phil. No, it's not. It's not. Um, well, Fuck you, it is. <laughs> Fuck you, families. <laughs> Fucking family's my balls, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> How dare you listen, you let your child listen to this horse shit, bull crap, fuck dude. <laughs> wow, yeah. <laughs> Take that, parents of America. Hey, hey. And beyond. Anyway, okay, so let me just, you, you decide here. I have two that <clears throat> I could do. One is Major League Two, uh-huh. which the only reason that I sort of brought this one up is because I love the first Major League. Uh-huh. And I had never seen Major League 2. Okay. Which I had seen Major League 1, like, back in the early 90s. Sure. And, I mean, I think it came out in, like, 90, 91, maybe? Uh, I don't know. I right around the somewhere. early 90s, or maybe even like, late 80s. Somewhere between 88 and 91 it came out. Yeah. So, but I'd never seen Major League Two, so I finally sat down and watched it. It was on cable the other day, and I was like, well, fine. I will finally watch this, whatever. Or, the other one that I have is Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans. Which would you rather hear about? Uh, Or I could do them both really fast. (laughs) Let's go with really fast. Okay, cool. Major League Two. Now, Major League is a... um, uh, I looked up some of the background on it. It was like a, a, a passion project, basically, 
of the guy who wrote and directed it named David S. Ward. Yeah. Um, and you can really tell that that movie, the first one, he really was like all about it. He really put a lot of heart into it. And it's really funny. And it's actually fairly poignant in parts. Um, the love story is semi-forced. <laughs> but, you know, in those kind of movies, you really kind of have yeah. to have a love story. Yeah. And it's Rene Russo and Tom Berenger. Oh. Oddest coupling in Hollywood, probably. Um, but it's, Everybody wants to see those two make it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Charlie Sheen and uh, Wesley Snipes and um, uh, Dennis Haysbert, the Allstate Ooh. guy. Plays the Cuban. No, it's a great movie. It's one of my it's one of my favorite sports movies ever. Okay. Okay. Now, Major League Two. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> hmm. Let's just see here. Uh, this movie was obviously just made to cash in on the success of the first one. Sure. You could tell it was probably written in about a week. Mm -hmm. It was. It was not funny. The humor in quotes was so bush league and like forced and cheesy and just bad mm -hmm. wesley snipes decided not to do this movie and yeah. this is before it was wesley snipes <laughs> this was back when he was first coming up so they replaced him with omar epps perfect play, playing the same character uh-huh and it was just Oh, it was so bad. I was so disappointed. And it was the same guy who wrote and directed the first one, wrote and directed the second one. Sure. Right? I'm thinking, oh, well, you know, hey, this guy knows what he's doing, right? No. It was so obviously done in a hurry, in with no originality, no, it's like everything was like, oh my God, I got to come up with something. Um, Let's just do the most obvious thing in the world. Uh, You know. Um, Corbin Burnson, who was in the first one, yes. was now the owner of the of the team, who then had to sell him back to the original owner that they hated in the first one. It's like, are you serious? This is so dumb. <laughs> it was just, it was just bad. It was so bad. And I looked up what David S. Ward has done besides Major League, mm -hmm. and he was like a writer. And I believe I'm correct here. Uh, maybe you can look it up on your IMDb app. But he was like a writer on, he like wrote The Sting. Yeah, uh, The Sting. Yes, he did. And he wrote like some other really famous movie of the that sort of sort of same area or era. Something like, I don't know, I keep wanting to say Chinatown, but I know it's not Chinatown. See, now this is what I remember from the guy. Down Periscope, sure. <laughs> Kelsey Grammer in his, at his finest. But what oh, was yes. it, what did he write? There was... He wrote some other, he wrote The Sting, and he wrote The Sting 2. Yes. But he also wrote some other famous movie, real famous movie. I don't know. I just see Cannery Row, The Milagro Beanfield mm. War. That's what I was thinking about, The Milagro Beanfield War, mm. which Robert Redford, you know, it was a very well-respected movie. Yeah. And then we watch Major League 2 and go, I mean, and it's funny because you maybe I'm just overthinking it because I think about movies and writing and directing and stuff like that a lot. Oh. But... It's so obviously just a movie that was just dashed off to say, oh, people like Major League. Let's give them Major League 2. And they didn't put any heart or thought or anything into it. Right. I mean, there's practically pies in the faces <laughs> at times. I swear. Like, some of the humor is just like, you know, um, it's like Three Stooges-esque. Okay. Whereas the first one is really funny. It's actually funny. I don't know. It's weird. 
So that one, don't, Major League Two, go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, the last one I will do is the Bad Lieutenant Port of Call, New Orleans. Okay. Which is um, Nicolas Cage in, I don't want to say remake, but sort of remake of Bad Lieutenant with Harvey Keitel. Mm-hmm. Um, which, if you watch that movie, uh, the original Bad Lieutenant, you will walk away ready to walk in front of a bus, basically. Yeah. Uh-huh. Abel Ferrara. Yes. Uh, not known as the cheeriest person in the world. No. Um, but, um, and Harvey Keitel, and that movie is just so grim and just like, oh my God, I want to kill myself kind of thing. Because it's just so di- so dirty and depressing and just gross. Sure. Now, Port of Call, New Orleans with Nick Cage goes for that same thing. Mm-hmm. But this is the thing. It doesn't have the balls to do it. Yeah. It takes it back. Like, look, you're going to see Nicolas Cage as this totally depraved cop who's hooked on drugs and does all these shitty things. But he's really a good guy. You know? <laughs> Whereas Harvey Keitel was not a good guy. Right. He was an asshole uh-huh. all the way through to the core. Right. Um, Nicolas Cage, he's like the hooker with the heart of gold. Yeah. He's the crackhead with the heart of gold oh. kind of thing. And it's so fucking, it's like, you see him do all these really bad things, but just by the way that, like, the tone of the movie, you never think, oh, this guy's just on the road to ruin. Even though they're trying to say that he is, you always in the back of your mind are going, nah, this is gonna, he's gonna pull out of this. You know, not that you necessarily want him to, yeah, but you're like, they're gonna chicken out on this. And they (laughs) totally do. And... It's just, it was so disappointing. And not to say that I think that, I mean, Bad Lieutenant is a good movie in the sense of you really are affected by it. Yeah. And I think that's a good movie if you're yeah. really affected by it. Not to say that I like it well, because I it's, it's I, I mean, it's so that's just like, depressing. That's like Abel Ferrara's um, stock and trade. Like, I can remember being, like, disgusted at, uh, what is it, King of New York? Oh, with, um, with Chris, Chris Walken. Walken. Oh, that movie, I mean, it's the same ultra-violence, you know, blah, 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 and depressing shit. And I was like, oh, it's just upsetting. Like, why do I want to watch this? Yeah. Of course, that's kind of like how I feel about Leaving Las Vegas, another Nick Pegage picture. Like, like I was seriously, like, in a bad mood for, like, three days after I saw that movie. It was (laughs) so fucking depressing. I remember you saying that to me, and that, it didn't affect me that way. It, it, It was depressing, for sure, but I thought it was fairly... It was a well-made movie, and it was. I thought it was a good movie. It was depressing. That's I've for never, sure. I've never watched it since. So. Oh yeah, no, I, I, I like the movie. Right. Um, it's a good movie. I'm not saying that it's like cheery and sunshine. <laughs> no. and, you know, rainbows no. falling out of your asshole. But uh-huh. um, the uh, the thing about Bad the first Bad Lieutenant is like you you go into it thinking maybe that it will be more like the Nick Cage version. Where, the, where he's sort of redeemed or decides that, oh, I'm going to do the right thing or whatever. Sure. But it's not. <laughs> no. In the Nick Cage version, version, it's such an odd like par- parallel because in the Nick Cage version, you almost say, I want this to be more like the, Nick, the, the Harvey Keitel version because it would be a better movie. Right. You know, but it's, it's just, it's set in New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina and, you know, Nick Cage is this corrupt cop who's hooked on drugs, and he has this 
this girlfriend who's a hooker played by Eva Mendez. Right. And his partner's played by fucking Val Kilmer for some reason. Oh. Um, oh my. Oh my. Um, a not quite as fat Val Kilmer as he has been, <laughs> but still bloated. Yes. Um, but uh, it's just it it pussies out. That's the way I can. That's the only way I can put it. It yeah. pussies out. And um, it's like, well, if you're gonna make that movie, I understand like the interest in making that movie. But if you're gonna make it, make that movie. Don't make a pussy footy version of that movie. Yeah. You know. And you know, I must admit, I'm. It's surprising for me uh, for me to hear that because I I think of Werner Herzog as as a pretty you know, pretty direct sort of right. Yeah, I know, and I I thought the same thing, and I was like, it's kind of an odd movie for Werner Herzog, but <laughs> but um, I was thinking, okay, that's somebody who could do it, right? But it's like, and Nicolas Cage really do, does his. He's not the Nicolas Cage of like the over the top. I mean, he's somewhat over the top, but not in, like, just this obviously I don't kind of give a shit about this way. Right. As he was in, like, something like Drive Angry or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe I pulled out Drive Angry. Um, but <laughs> um, he actually seems like he really wants to make this, like, a good character and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But it's just not quite there, you know? Yeah. And I think if you're going to make this movie, Nicolas Cage is a good choice to play the guy. Yeah. You know? But at the same time, it just doesn't work. And, again, I think most of it is because they chicken out. And they don't make Bad Lieutenant. They make this sort of semi-sanitized version right. of Bad Lieutenant. Yeah. No, I get it. I mean, but see, that's another thing, though, too. Did that movie really need to be sort of remade? No. Probably not. No. What's the point? I, maybe they just wanted to make a Katrina movie and not thought they could get away with it. Yeah. Well, isn't that the second Val Kilmer Katrina movie? What was the... I don't know. He was, in, he was in some other movie that I saw that was set right around the time of Hurricane Katrina. Weird. Anyway... Val Kilmer must like New Orleans. <laughs> it's true because he was I in New Mexico. Wasn't he thinking of running for governor or something? Yeah, yeah. something. Um, all right. Well, sorry that wasn't so good. I was hoping you it would didn't be. Have a good week here. I mean, I didn't. Avengers. Good. I love Avengers. Um, rest of it, the changeup was pretty good. But honestly, the rest of them pretty much stinkers. <laughs> Stinkeroos, as they would say in Canada. Eh? <laughs> oh yeah, stinkeroo. With the so, uggos. Okay, I'll go with my last one. <laughs> okay. <We'll, laughs> moving on. Pushing the boat forward an inch. Um, an inch. So uh, my final show would be the last of the new, very new, just came out five days ago. Cool. The Dictator. The Dictator. Starring Sasha. Starring. Sasha Baron Cohen. <laughs> Did I say starting? You said um, sar- like starting. 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 Starting in the freaking thing. Um, <laughs> Starring Sasha Baron Cohen and um, Anna Faris. Right. And Ben Kingsley. <laughs> With a cameo, apparently, by Megan Fox. Uh, Megan Fox and Edward Norton. I saw, the, I saw the thing in the trailer with Megan Fox. I thought that was pretty funny, actually. It was pretty funny. Although it's much shorter in the, in the movie. Um, shorter than in the trailer? Yes. Wow. Okay. Because all that stuff with like the Ruby and the Kardashians is not in the picture. Really? Yeah. Weird. A lot of the jokes from the trailer are not in the movie. That's weird. That's something that happened in Major League. 
just to be just to just to be kind of going back and if you remember five minutes ago when I was like, <laughs> go ahead so the dictator um the dictator I'll say it's uh, extremely in poor taste um, <laughs> when is Sasha Baron Cohen to play any semblance of good taste but and it's it's funny and and you know even when I was reading the box office analysis they noted I was like you know maybe this movie I was like this movie will play well in New York and it'll sure. probably play well in L A. Mm-hmm. Nowhere in between, <laughs> and that was kind of how the box office ran. The flyover the states won't get it. Yes, because people get afraid of laughing at this stuff. See, that's stupid to me. Anything that's funny is funny. I don't care if it offends somebody. If yes. it's funny, it's funny. Yes. And the thing is, is I'm not out to offend anybody. But yeah. if something is funny, it's probably going to offend somebody anyway. Right. But at any rate, so I saw this theater, or I saw this in a theater with a bunch of people. And obviously we live in a flyover state. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, like almost nobody laughed. And people would like, were like kind of eyeing me as I laughed. At some really? Stuff. So it was like our basketball experience kind yes, of? kind of. Um, but, uh, but no, I considered it very funny. Um, it loses some steam in the last third. They, the movies there's, like that seem like they tend to do notably, that. Notably, there's, there's, um, there's a scene where he assists with a birth. Uh-huh. That just goes on far too long, and and the, and the payoff, the the payoff, the joke payoff at the end is kind of funny, but it's not enough to. It's not as funny as it should be for the, that. The like three minutes before. Okay, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, so it's like it's not worth the setup. Right. Uh huh. Um, now but, this movie, this now okay, um, this movie is an actually like an, a, a scripted. No, movie. no, no. It, it's it's it's. It's not Borat and it's not uh, Bruno. It's it's not uh, setups or anything. It actually has a script, right? Um, and uh, and uh, it's still directed by Larry David, but it actually has a script. And Larry David? Yeah, I didn't know that. Huh? Uh, okay. Yeah, he's directed all three of them. Um, he directed Bruno. Yeah, and I didn't know that. I knew he directed the first one. Yeah, he's done all three. Oh wow! Okay, uh, Sarge Baron Cohen and him must get along. I guess so. <laughs> but uh, but no, so like. Uh, it's very funny. I kept thinking that a lot of people wouldn't get a lot of the jokes mm-hmm. because they're somewhat political and about foreign personages. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> personages. We won't mention you know, there, who. There's a notable joke about Gaddafi. <laughs> yeah, there are Gaddafi jokes in there. Um, there's, there's a notable joke about like uh, Iranian President Mahmoud Ahmadinejad that I was like, is anybody here? Does anybody else in this theater know who that guy is? Oh, don't sell us flyover states short. I At least twelve percent of the population would know who that is. Indeed, probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> not based on, not based on fact or reason. Indeed. Um, but no, like I like I really I, I really did find it funny, and um, you know if you can take uh, some very off putting humor, then I say go see it. There, I mean, you know, and this is what I mean. Like, there's a there's a. Where he first gets to New York and he's meeting his new security guard, who's an American, played by John C. Riley, and John C. Riley starts going on and on about, you know, he's like, "I don't mind you Arabs," yeah, and and he's like, "I'm not that," and he's like, "Yeah, anybody outside this country is an Arab," <laughs> you know, and I don't know what you sin niggers do over there, and. I, and <laughs> It was just I was I was like rolling around in my seat, but no one else was. Well, you know, and then uh, what was the other one? Oh, when he when he ends up being because the the basic plot is that he's a dictator. He comes to New York to make a speech to the UN, 
and his uh, like uncle, played by Ben Kingsley, um, attempts to kill him. And then he has to go into hiding or something, or he has to go like undercover. Well, no, but he, um, John C. Riley cuts off his beard, right? And so nobody recognizes him without his beard, right? So he keep he wants to try and get back at, at Ben Kingsley, um, but uh, in the meantime, he's lit, he's uh, working for Anna Ferris in this kind of like, you know, green food local yeah, shop yeah, thing, yeah. and <laughs> all of her employees are refugees. <laughs> one of them is from like Sudan or something, and he just like the entire movie he just keeps going up to him, you sub-Saharan, <laughs> sub-Saharan. <laughs> nice. <laughs> this may be the sub-Saharan episode. Exactly. Um, well, you but know, no, I mean, if you can take the bat, if you can take a, a little like risque or oh, definitely, well, in bad taste. Sure, it, Sasha Baron Cohen is an interesting guy to me because okay. Um, I saw, uh, I saw Borat and mm-hmm. I thought Borat was really funny. Yeah. You had mentioned that you've never seen I've it. I've never seen either of the other two. I thought Borat was really funny mm-hmm. and I actually never did see Bruno because the reviews of it that I heard and read and stuff were so bad. Right. And I could see how that type of humor, if it's not done well, mm-hmm. would just be ridiculously awful. Yes. You know? And so I was like, I never even saw Bruno because I wasn't even all that interested to see it start with anyway. Right. Um, but Borat was really funny. Um, and then this movie is different than those two because of the fact that it's just it's an actual scripted movie. Yes. As opposed to sort of this weird hybrid like reality show type of weirdness. Yeah. Um, but I never really saw much of his um, the Ali G show or or whatever you know. The Ali G show. Thank you. Allie in the house yes. was the movie. Uh-huh. I never actually saw much of that. I've seen pieces of it. Pieces and clips, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's okay. Like, but Sasha Baron Cohen is, is, is to me is very interesting because the stuff that he does that, that for at least for me, and he's a very personal type of comedian for people. Right. You either the stuff resonates with you and you love it, or you think it's just trash and you hate it, or whatever. Uh-huh. He's a, he's his stock and trade is to push people's buttons. Sure. But the stuff that he does that, like, works for me uh-huh. is just hilarious to me. I mean, really, like, really funny. Mm-hmm. The stuff that doesn't, I just go, oh, my God. I do not want to even spend any time watching this. Which is a weird thing because it's either super funny or just awful. You yes. know what I mean? Uh-huh. A lot of people are like, well, I could take them and leave them kind of thing. But it's it's just. I don't it, know that you can. I don't know that. I don't know anybody who in, with Sasha Baron Cohen to be like, oh, he was okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like I laughed a couple times. Like if you're gonna find him funny, you're probably gonna find all of it. But see, that's the thing, though. I don't think that's true because I thought that Borat was very funny. Mm-hmm. I watched even just like the trailers and, and clips and stuff for Bruno, and mm-hmm. I went, no, no, thanks, nope. <laughs> but Borat, there were a couple. Well, no, of what times I mean in, by all of it, if you're, if you're gonna enjoy the whole movie. Okay. Sure. Okay. But, like, with Borat, there were times I was laughing so hard my stomach hurt in a couple of spots in that movie. I had several friends who told me the same thing. For me, I just find those kind of candid camera things a little bit uh, hard to watch. I am totally with you on that. I really am. Because I agree with you wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. Because I don't like the the comedy of the uncomfortable. Right. Is not my thing. No. Um a lot of the Ben Stiller movies, like, you know, Meet the Parents, that kind of thing. Not my thing. Not no. not my bag, baby. <laughs> exactly. Um, I just, I don't like the comedy of the uncomfortable. But with Sasha Baron Cohen, he can, at times, make that extremely funny. 
Um, in Bruno, the impression I got is that he took that really far. Yeah. In Borat, it's not quite the same thing. It's like it's enough uncomfortable to be funny. Yeah. But it's not like offensively uncomfortable. <laughs> Do you see what I mean? Yes. Yeah. So um, anyway, I would recommend. I think I probably will at some point watch The Dictator, probably on DVD or something. Yeah. Um, but I think the I for me I would recommend that you do watch uh, Borat. It's funny, mm. the part where he's explaining about his village at home, and <laughs> his cousin who's like retarded. <laughs> it's the best. It's so offensive, but it's so funny. And he's like supposed to be like Ukrainian or something. Kazakhstan. Yeah, it's so funny, but when he's just explaining about his retarded. It's anyway, okay. everybody that's seen Borat out there knows what I'm talking about. And people who don't, watch it because it's funny. And if you don't <laughs> think it's funny, write to me at canyoufbi.gmail.com and let me know how funny you did think it was not. And I just made up sentence structure for that sentence. Exactly, you did. I bent the rules of the English language because I can, damn it. This is the <laughs> interwebs and I No, can you do can't. It. I'm putting <laughs> it out of this right now. <laughs> this will end not on my watch, sir. This is the interwebs, and I can do whatever the hell I want. It's oh, Wild West out here, Phil. I can say things like, duty. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can, sir. <laughs> oh, fooey. <laughs> All right. Okay. Oh, it's getting We're long. getting out it's, there. It's getting late, Phil, apparently. Yeah. Okay. So. So, I think that's our show. I think. Do you have anything yes, else? I have nothing okay. else. All right. Well, then. Uh. Just, you know, the sort of the normal end of episode stuff. Uh, send us emails. Please. We're begging you. Come on, <laughs> people. Say hi. It's free. You don't even have to pay for anything. <laughs> send us a virus. <laughs> something. <laughs> at canyoufbi at gmail.com. Check out our Facebook page. Um, I stopped. Uh, we were on Twitter at canyoufbi. Yeah. Which, Twitter to me is so annoying. Because I listen to a lot of fucking podcasts. I do, which I like. Obviously, uh-huh. um, but everybody is always saying, um, "Oh, Twitter, 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 Twitter." It's like, God damn, is Twitter really that important? You know, people seem to act like it's like, well, the, it's uh, you're texting to the world. Ooh, I didn't think of it that way. Oh my! But it, <laughs> what is this? why is that always crack me up when you do that? <laughs> um, but here, let me ask you this: Ooh. when you're talking about Twitter, why do you always have to say at any FBI? You don't have to, you can't just say, you know, get us, uh, you know, we're on Twitter, can you FBI? But you have to put the at. Why? Because it's, it's so annoying. It's at Twitter. But it, everybody has it, so why do you have to say it? Err. Why? Every, okay. Because it's your stream or whatever. Every right? single person on Twitter is at whatever, right? So, well, but, but don't you have to put the little. Yeah, but, but it's under, it should be understood at this point. Ugh. Okay, sorry. I'm getting a little ranty right now, so we'll stop it. <laughs> okay, so you like to get a little ranty. I know, especially after we've been on for an hour and a half. Exactly. Um, so anyway, uh, we we do have the Twitter at CanYouFBI, um, CanYouFBI at gmail.com. Our Facebook. Um, once again, we're gonna pound this joke into the ground. Send me a text message. You probably have my number. Um, <laughs> anything else before we get out of here, Phil? I think that's all, friends. Okay. Well, take us out, Phil. Can you FBI? Fucking believe it.